0: Guys, welcome back to The Breakdown. This is Ryan Turner, and uh, my fearless partner is not here today. He is just fighting off a little bit of a of a bug, possibly food poisoning. So, womp, womp, womp. Sorry, buddy, wish you were here. But in Joe's place, we have a wonderful, we'll call her a, a guest host. I think that that could definitely work. I think a guest host works. But uh, with me, I have Rachel Lee. Um, Rachel Lee is someone uh, who actually has impressed um, myself and also impressed Joe. Um, We kind of see Rachel as someone who has done her own um, uh, programming in terms of fitness um, and she's known for doing this while she's away. She travels a lot for work and for someone to be as consistent um, and as smart with her training as she is, It's amazing and it's really opened our eyes and we've just, you know, just kind of been in awe with what we've been able to see and we wanted to bring her in here. Uh, We feel that she is someone that really uh, can um, hold on to this idea that we're trying to bring uh, to everyone out there uh, from the breakdown um, just knowing how to fuel yourself uh, knowing how to plan your activity um, and just how to make sure it's all part of your your lifestyle um, but I will let Rachel get to this but before I do I'm just gonna uh, let you know Rachel is from California uh, Rachel was a dancer in high school Um, She went on to the University of Michigan where she had a collegiate dance career, um, which really helped uh, just provide a really strong foundation in fitness um, with an understanding of nutrition at that point. Um, Once Rachel graduated, uh, she started a career over at Microsoft uh, as an account executive and uh, is now a data and AI specialist. Oh my gosh.
1: Sounds genius in the house it, is. It, it does
0: sound <laughs> fancy um but uh a lot of what she does does take her on the road uh quite frequently um and uh she really does find at least I don't know maybe I'll let you speak to this but whatever you end up programming looks fun it looks like you're having a really good time doing it you're also full so of smiles so you could <laughs> just be hiding behind that the whole time I'm not sure um but anyway uh Rachel welcome 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 I'm so glad Thank to have you, you here
1: Thank you very much. Hopefully, I'm feeling big shoes. Joe, feel better. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad to be here. Thank Joe, you feel better, me. buddy. Let's see,
0: <laughs> Joe, if you're if you're you're not even listening live because you can't, but uh, yeah, we wish you could call in. But anyway, but Rachel, we're really happy to have you here. Um, but let us know, you know, what we've seen is this person really via Instagram that has this, this really great foundation of fitness. At least that's what we see. And maybe you don't feel that way, but... Where did this all start, Uh, fitness for you? Where did it start?
1: Yeah, no, thank you. Um, I feel like it is a much longer journey than you see on Instagram. Um, Instagram is the end product, right? It's a highlight reel. Uh, I love the workouts I do today, but obviously it took a lot of learning and experiences to get there. Um, As you mentioned, I was a dancer since I was three years old, and from that age, I was dancing two to six hours a day at studios, Um, my main focus until college was truly just to be the best dancer that I could be um, and eat so that I could be the best dancer out there. And so it's funny because as kids, we are all performance-based athletes. If you are in a sport or an extracurricular, Um, my main focus wasn't to look a certain way, but just to be the best dancer and be the best teammate on my dance team and eat when I was hungry and eat before, during, and after so that I could perform the best. Um, So all I knew my whole life was dancing and staying active. Um, Then in college, I had the opportunity to dance at the University of Michigan. And same thing there. It was three to five hours of dancing every day and games and um, a big chunk of my life but I think that's when things shifted a lot for me negatively and positively. I would say positively in the fitness world because that's where I learned how to do strength training. Um, My coach thought that to be the best dancer, you also had to be strong, which I agree. So we were learning how to like squat, deadlift, bench press. Um, I'll never forget the first day that they had us doing like banded pull-ups. None of us could lift our arms for like, three weeks (laughs) it was it was definitely um but it was awesome because we were all starting to learn how to build muscle and do things that we'd never done before um but at the same time in a bad aspect of that transition was that we were on a dance team where aesthetics mattered whether people would say it or not and um the idea of being skinny kind of consumed me and a lot of my teammates uh, We were dancing every day, but I was also running three to five miles every morning, doing 30 minutes of abs and then doing dance practice at night. So I was doing double days, like every day for four years um, while I was also just eating like vegetables and like Mm. chicken, Mm -hmm. because that's what I thought you had to do to look a certain way. Right. Um, So. During that time, I think I was a bit lost in my fitness journey, like trying to stay active, learning new things, didn't really know how to fuel my body for that. Um, after graduating, I think I went through a like fitness crisis per se. Like I think anyone who has done a sport their whole life and then it's taken away from you, you're not really sure what to do to stay active. Um, so for me, like I danced my whole life and then I come to New York and no more dancing four hours a day. So <laughs> that's I... A,
0: that's a, it's a really quick transition, right, right? From going to that. And a lot of college uh, athletes have that, right? And I think what they exactly. miss out on is this idea of detraining. Or they say, hey, your your lifestyle is switching, right? Not from a, a social aspect or a financial aspect, But from a nutrition standpoint too, right? It's something where it can be anxiety driven, right? And you're like, okay, how am I going to do this? Or you might not think of it at all. And you might not see any like, let's call it negative effects from it until you're like a little bit down the road.
1: Yeah. And that was me. Like my friends listening to this will laugh. Like I literally gained 15 pounds my first few (laughs) months in New York because I was used to um, being active all day, every day Mm -hmm. to a desk job all day and maybe a like I was trying bar boot camp spinning running like anything um to try to just combat that weight gain and sure. wanting to eat all the foods in New York and um have fun on weekends and such and so I think I definitely had a point where I was trying to figure it out and I kept going through cycles of being burnt out and I'd go back to my old habits of okay maybe if I do Barry's boot camp every single day, and I do like a yoga class and sprinkle in cycling. I can still eat what I want and enjoy New York and look a certain way. Yeah. And, um, I was so fixated in getting back my like quote unquote college body, right? Sure. And so it was like a vicious cycle of like a few weeks of going really hard at these classes and then just stopping because I was burnt out. Sure. And I feel like. That happens to a lot of people and it wasn't until I went back to just joining a gym membership and going back to actually the lifting programming that they gave us in college. Oh, you pulled it back out. I pulled it back out. I I think that was smart, right? Yeah, Yeah. I was like, okay, I felt really good at that point. So Mm -hmm. it obviously worked in some sense and it was very basic because we were still beginners. So I was like, all right, like if I could squat that much, a year ago, I can, I can get there again. And I started trying, my basis was just trying to lift as much weight as I did when I was graduating sure, um, and just doing the same program. And eventually like that started driving me to work out every day was like, can I lift heavier? Can I run faster? Can I get a body weight pull up? And slowly I started setting these goals for myself and the, the aesthetics were a byproduct, but that wasn't what was getting me to the gym anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, as you start lifting more and um, seeing these small wins consistently, sure, it just keeps getting you through the door. And then for me, I just wanted to learn more. So anything I felt like I didn't know much about, I would reach out to trainers I respected and work with them mm-hmm. or Look at videos online, research it, and um, eventually, like, fast forward five years now, like, I've... Oh, five years. Yeah, yeah. okay, I got it. I was, in my
0: mind, I wasn't sure how how long this was taking. Yeah, that's Okay, but about five years, okay.
1: So, it's been five years now since I've graduated, and I feel like every year, it's been one step closer to understanding what works for my body, what I enjoy, um, and what but that that might not work for others right um like i was mentioning to you for a long time i didn't know how to use kettlebells so i literally reached out to um a girl named rachel mariotti who's really good with kettlebells and i <laughs> think that, that, yeah, that's smart yeah, right you got to seek someone out who knows yeah, how to do it i literally dm'd I was like hey can you teach me how to work with kettlebells and then before that i didn't know much about powerlifting, so i worked yeah. with someone about powerlifting and It's just, I feel like if people want to learn more about fitness or what works for them, they do need to try different things and work with different professionals to understand what style works for you. And after a few years, I've kind of crafted my style of what I enjoy and where I see results.
0: Rachel, I think that's, that's amazing for you to have reached out that way. A lot of people wouldn't. They would say, especially for a DM, there would be something or someone's like, nah, they don't have time for me. Now, I don't know this person and like how popular she is, but someone might think this is going to go unnoticed. What's the point of reaching out? Um, and they might kind of stay in their own little hole and keep doing their their own workout. So that's a really great bit of advice for people to say, hey, you know what? I, If you want to be able to, to, to progress in this kind of thing, right, you're not going to be able to go it alone. Um, and some people might end up seeing or thinking that you've done that. Um, we can save this for the end, too. But if, if someone's listening now and want, they want to look at your amazing videos, where can they find you on Instagram?
1: <laughs> Thanks for the plug. Um, it's reps underscore with underscore Rachel. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. My, I have a lot of friends who are kind of going through this journey now and they're like, Rachel, I'm too embarrassed to go into the weight room. It's all guys. Um, Oh, yeah. It's a common one, right? Yeah, it's very common. Like, they they feel like, I I feel comfortable running on a treadmill, but I don't want to make a fool of myself, but I have these goals. Um, I always tell all my friends, like, invest in five or ten sessions with the trainer, mm-hmm. just ask them to teach you form on basic lifts, like a squat, a bench press, like just the compound lifts, right? Sure. And then from there, you can look online or um, do workouts on your own, but without that foundation, it is intimidating, and um, it, when non, not taught properly that foundation, you can really get hurt or you don't know what to do, so sure. um, I think if anyone is hesitant or needs to start that journey, like investing in a few sessions with a trainer, like that's the best investment you can make. Just don't go on. It's in yourself, right? That's really good.
0: You could be investing in some kind of technology, but... I don't know, you're an AI specialist so I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to want to I don't want to talk badly about it. But yeah, you can invest in yourself and that really is a um, a great way a great place to put your money, I think. Um, at least you don't have those questions, right? If you didn't do that at some point, you'd be you know, years down the road and be like, man, I wish I had done that at some point. Um, but that's, I think that's really great. You did, you reached out. I think that's a great bit of advice also for, for women in particular, may, maybe, your friends, um, being afraid to kind of step into the gym. It's intimidating. There's something I always hear about. Um, and women kind of thinking that lifting will give them a result they don't want. Um, uh, do you ever bulk, hear anything the like bulky, that? Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: I hate that word so much, but, um, yeah, a lot of women associate strength training to, um, this very bulky built, right? Mm-hmm. Like they see, it, it really comes from a lot of the women who do CrossFit. Um, but people don't realize, like I admire those women cause they had to work so hard and eat a certain way to get those bodies. Sure, Like you don't just start weightlifting and wake up looking like someone who did CrossFit for seven years and (laughs) tracks their macros and consumes – such clean food and large copious amounts of it. Yes. Um, and that's, I think, the important thing, <laughs> yes. right?
0: Because a lot of people, and not just women at this point, but some people are like, well, I don't really want to get bulky because lifting is going to do that. From the nutrition standpoint, I'm always like, there's no way I know how you're eating right now. You're not going to get big and bulky because <laughs> you just won't. You can't, you can't, like, you, you just have to feed yourself you, to, to make more of you. So right, I mean, right. you, you can definitely get stronger. Um, and I think that's a big benefit. But I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you would tell other people that lifting, that's not the one result you're going to get, right? There's other things that are going to come from it.
1: And it's funny because, um, I mean, this is a good transition into like the nutrition aspect. Um, what makes that quote unquote bulky look truly is over consumption of food. Um, and also to get that toned look or to lose weight, it's, All nutrition, in my opinion. I mean, you obviously have to train, but Mm -hmm. I think that there's so much power to what you're putting into your body that people don't realize. And for most people, they think a certain workout program or if they follow... Um, someone on Instagram and do what they do every day, they're going to look like that person. Mm-hmm. But there's so many other aspects, especially so many how, variables. Yeah. how they're eating. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I think has actually taken me the longest to figure out. Like the training aspect came within the past few years. But when it comes to nutrition, like I didn't even figure out the proper nutrition for me until like I met with you a few months ago. And so... Like, as I mentioned, growing up, a lot of people are performance-based when it comes to nutrition. Like, you eat before your soccer game you drinking Gatorade and eating during your soccer game. And then you eat a giant meal after your soccer game. Yeah. <laughs> but then... Especially
0: when you're younger. You're, yeah. you're not thinking about any no, of that aesthetic it, at that point, right? As you age, maybe you do start exactly. thinking about that. Was, Let me ask, though. I just... Not to cut you off, because I did cut you off. I'm sorry. But bad. I wanted to... Because um, I think we're laying the, the groundwork for where a lot of this fitness came from. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it was from a very young age... You were into dancing um, and maybe there were other sports you were playing too. Um, but where, where did that come from? Was that from, was it a family kind of thing? Or was it where your friends were at the point? Or maybe, maybe you were the leader and you're like, I want this. My friends will follow me. I don't know. <laughs> um, but w- like dancing, where, like why, why just dancing?
1: So my, I, I blame my mom, but I also thank her obviously. <laughs> so she had always <laughs> grown up wanting to be a dancer and has like no coordination whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah. And so she, when I was younger, was like very set on me becoming a dancer. And so she put me in classes since I was like three, like barely walk. And I'm like running around in a tutu. Um, So
0: funny. My daughter is three right now. And that's exactly like, I'm like, I don't know if she knows what she's doing, but she looks cute. So (laughs) we love running around in tutus,
1: but that was dance class. Essentially back then was just like throwing, like stuffed animals in the air and like twirling. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, I loved it though. Like ever since I was younger, like there was nothing else I wanted to do. Like yeah. I went to school and did my homework knowing that I could go to dance and, um, obviously made really good friends there. But like, since I was younger, it truly was like a stress reliever. Even back then yeah. I didn't realize it, but it was like what drove me to, um, be a better student and be a better daughter is be my best behavior so that I could shout out to student (laughs) athletes all over the world right now no but to I feel like a lot of people can relate to this like you it it ends up becoming a large portion of your childhood is being active and having the privilege to be active right um and that was that was, like, the best part of my day was being able to go to dance class. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then kind of taking it collegiately, definitely something you took serious, um, definitely a big part of you. Any food in particular you miss from Ann Arbor?
1: Oh, my gosh, so much. Um, They have this place called Zingerman's, which has, like, the best Reuben sandwich, and honestly, I miss the most, they have this thing called feta bread, which is, like, cheesy, cheesy bread, but the cheese is feta, and... We, I mean, it could be that we always ate at like 2 a.m., but. (laughs) If (laughs) you went there in daylight, you're like,
0: I don't know how we put this in our bodies. It tasted really great at 2 a.m. What's it called? Zingers?
1: Zingerman's. Zingerman's. Okay.
0: I'll shout out to Zingerman's um okay so then you kind of left uh, you left uh, you left umish uh you came to new york um uh, you kind of got into um you know lifting more i'm so impressed with you reaching out to other people and just learning it as best as you can right people kind of you know, were afraid to so i love that you ended up doing that um and then you started to kind of get into this kind of fueling this nutrition did you get any kind of background in nutrition i know that at umish they do have a sports nutrition program mm-hmm. they have um uh, they have a they have a team there, right? Was there anything that was provided to the dance team so in terms of like education?
1: Yes, but um, nothing against that person. I don't think it was the best advice. Okay. Um, I remember at one point um, that person miseducated our team oh, to no. like not eat too many carbs. Okay. And like the, those things like that, and yeah, I don't think we were we were provided great resources for training but not nutrition it was very much just like drink a lot of water and eat a lot of protein got it which so in my mind like i was eating like chicken and fish and just like vegetables all right and like i told you i was running in the morning dancing at night um definitely was just like burning myself to the ground sure um and I would say my whole team really was, and probably the only thing that kept me going were those 2 a.m. <laughs> pizzas okay. uh, that we did consume, but it it's one of those things where I thought that to look a certain way, and even at that point, to perform a certain way, I just had to limit my carb and fat intake, mm-hmm. eat a ton of protein and vegetables, drink a lot of water, yeah. and burn as many calories as possible.
0: Okay, so it's it's kind of like this. There's this nutrition advice kind of coming from one area, which you know sounds like it wasn't very helpful at all, mm-hmm. um, and you know something that maybe was just a little bit misguided for sure. Um, but then you know you you are now training. It sounds like in New York, and you're training in a way that you've you've really put performance first. Um, yes. It's Kind of flipped I flipped it over a little bit there, um, and then with your nutrition, it sounds like maybe you had. Um, Started to understand maybe how to feel a little bit better for it. Um, I know we had some conversations to understand maybe what was going to um, kind of work best for you. Um, and how how would you what what was the biggest change in your eating habits your eating style from what you were doing previously to when you were like oh, okay now I feel like nutrition's working for me. What would you like how how would you define you know pre and post?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think. My shift to performance-based training happened pretty quickly. Um, obviously, it's fun to aim for higher weights or doing better in a class, um, running faster, making, um, having more stamina in a cycling class. Like the list goes on. Um, but I was still stuck in what I call, like, the skinny diet mentality, mm-hmm. so uh, here I was training for performance, but I was definitely not eating for it, like, mm-hmm. I still was very much, like, protein based, as much vegetables as I could, like, slight fear of carbs, like, I would have some sweet potatoes or brown rice, but, like, not white rice, of course not, and, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, or not too much, like, I, if I went to, like, sweet green, I'd Get, like, only a little bit of rice, please. Like, I, I still have, yeah. like, a slight fear of carbs and fats. Like, peanut butter, and definitely not. Like, you know, like, those. Sure. And I don't even know where that came from. I feel like it's just absorption of poorly educated content online mm-hmm. or what you hear other people say. Um, so I was trying to become a better athlete, but still eating, like, salads every day constantly. Sure. And um, at some point, very recently, I reached a point where I was like, I have hit a plateau. Like, I'm not lifting heavier. I'm always tired. I'm not getting any faster. But I'm training, so, like, I don't understand what's happening. Um, And that's when we started having conversations and it was kind of like an aha moment when you were like, you need to like nearly double your carbon take. And <laughs> I was like, no, like I'm I would gain weight or I would feel heavy or like I've been fine up till now. Why would I need sure. to change yeah. it? But then it I I took a step back and just simple questions like, okay, I'm about to increase my heart rate for an hour straight and yet I'm not eating anything before, and afterward I'm literally having, like, protein powder and water, like, how is my body supposed to recover from that? Sure. And it's, like, it seems so simple when you break it down, um, but in, like, the basic needs that your body has, but in in the moment you think that's what you're supposed to do. Like, I, I was trapped in that mindset.
0: Well, yeah, I think that being stuck in that mindset, no one can blame you for that. I think being... Kind of eating in a certain way for so long, it does uh, really solidify, and it's hard to change. I recently heard a really good analogy about how um, changing your nutrition habits is is so ingrained. The way that um, it's ingrained, and I'm gonna say this also came from somebody else. Um, there's another dietitian, but they said, you know, the same way that we um, just we brush our teeth before we leave for work in the morning or that we even flush a toilet after we go to the bathroom. Like that's, we just do those things, right? Um, and then to have someone say, Hey, you know what? You shouldn't be flushing the toilet after the bathroom. You're going to have to, you're going to have to reteach yourself that you're going to have to remind yourself about what to do. You have to kind of be like, well, why, why is someone telling me not to flush the toilet? It's like, okay, well maybe it's the plumbing. It I an issue the plumbing. So okay. when I do it right, has anyone ever walked into the bathroom and kind of turned off the lights on someone, maybe taking a shower? Right. And you're like, Oh, I just did it. I didn't mean to. Right. You know what I'm talking about? So it's really hard to retrain yourself. And especially when there's fear there right? If there's fear, let's say a fear about like not brushing your teeth. People get that tooth like oh, my breath is going to smell like I'm so scared. I got to brush my teeth, right? Or you got to flush the toilet for obvious reasons. But reteaching yourself and saying, okay, like carbs can benefit me, right? Because everyone's nutrition is going to be different, but carbs were going to benefit you. But now training yourself to put something in your mouth that you were afraid of, it takes a little bit of time. So even kind of saying the words, you know, you have to double your carb intake, that's really scary, right? That is, like, that's fearful.
1: I I was like, that's not possible. This is wrong. I I will, um, but I I trusted the process, and I was like, all right, let's just for a few weeks eat more carbs before and after my workouts, and, um, like, after a few weeks, there was, like, no change in my aesthetic. I love that, yeah. Yeah, I... I mean, I didn't lose weight, but I didn't gain it. But I was lifting heavier. I had so much energy. It's way faster. Um, I just had more power, and I didn't realize how depleted I was before until I wasn't depleted. Yeah, and it's it's such a game changer, and like. My mind was blown. I was like telling all my friends, like, you all need to eat more carbs. <laughs> <laughs> I started Everyone's ordering like, rice, like
0: <laughs> spooning rice in their mouth. But they yeah. she said it works. No. <laughs>
1: yeah. Exactly. But um, but something that I realized though was, and you brought this up to me, was that I was I was still probably getting the carbs and fats through like cookies or like o- other like snacks. I was like snacking all the time, I was always hungry yeah. and like things I didn't realize, but actually being conscious of what I'm eating to fuel my body during my meals. Um, At the end of the day, maybe I was eating similar amounts of calories, but I was just more focused and actually taking food as fuel versus, like, I'm just going to eat this because I'm hungry right now and this is the closest thing to me. Um, But, like, I had never really looked at food as a way to increase my performance and help my training
0: yeah which but hopefully then cuts to the aesthetic right which i know that that's not your forefront of things but like that's is that what you would share with someone be like i get i get what you want but
1: yeah no and it's it's crazy that um I yeah the, i would say the way that i was viewing nutrition versus training was training was for performance and nutrition was for aesthetic and I had to eat to look a certain way, and I had to move to achieve these quote-unquote performance goals. But it wasn't until I moved that nutrition into that performance bucket with my training that I, I was leaning out, but yet I felt so much better. I wasn't exhausted, and I was not constantly hungry. And yet my, my body's also transforming in a positive way, um, and then along that journey you also like for me I had like this aha moment of like why am I even connecting like my self-worth to my aesthetic like I'm over here lifting this weight and able to do these things and fueling my body like I just feel really confident like this is how I'm supposed to look and I'm, I'm so happy about it and I think what helps when you're eating to become a better athlete versus eating to be skinny is that you start taking like that emotional connection or power away from food, like where you're stressed about food or like, oh, I feel guilty because I ate that. um, But more just seeing it as a way to um, help your performance and seeing it as like a way to be more of a functional athlete like food is fuel like that's literally your (laughs) that is literally your um, brand because it's true when you start seeing it as a way to empower your body instead of like any type of guilt or punishment it it's just such a awesome end product
0: yeah do you did you feel that there was any and please I don't if you're like now that didn't do anything for me but when you maybe were able to open up your mind to this and say, I can take in maybe a little bit more food or a little bit of that food I was, I was fearful of, was there any upgrade in your life in terms of enjoyment of food or enjoyment of social situations with people? You might say no, and that's fine, mm-hmm. but I'm just curious.
1: No, actually, absolutely. I think um, I, I don't think as much as others, I had anxiety when like eating out per se, but like when I did eat out, I always scan the menu for like the most healthy option or like try to eat salads as much as I could or like the egg white omelet or something like that. Um, But when I realized like at the end of the day, like you can have not as nutritious meals or um, eat more carbs and it's, what you're doing at the gym and you're probably going to look exactly the same after that meal (laughs) like um it seems so simple right and something like i can't believe i ever thought that way looking back but truly in the moment like you when you associate like everything you eat to how you are going to look from that sure it it puts way too much weight into what you're eating in my opinion yeah
0: i think it takes you out of the moment too so you're you're, you're no longer there to experience the environment or experience the people that you're around. Um, and it, you're so in your head at that time. Um, and then being able to break from that is pretty great. So, um, this is, this is quite a journey. I think this is, I think very liberating. It sounds like it sounds like it's something that is very powerful. I think it's a great message for a lot of people out there. Um, and you know, I would, I'd love to get to into kind of the meat of the reason that we're, you know, we initially got so impressed with you and that's your travel, right? So you're talking about, you know, all this kind of stuff. It sounds like you're in New York, you're training and you are, you you finally found a way to eat that you felt like was working for you. It was empowering you. And then, you know, the one thing that you're not mentioning is how busy you are and where all over the country you are, maybe the world. I don't really know exactly where you're always traveling, but you, you will see so many videos um, of, of Rachel training in a gym in Vegas versus a gym in, I don't know, another small town where you might be going. I don't know. But uh, it's amazing to see what you're doing and that you're getting yourself up and doing it because it's so easy to travel and just say, you know, what? I'm going to stay in my room. I'm going to just take my break from, you know, not doing uh, just doing work or whatever it is. Um, so the training is one of it. But then travel nutrition That's a big question from a lot of people. Um, I know that I approach it in a certain way and I like to teach people, um, but tell me, how, how does your fitness change once you end up getting to a hotel? What's your mentality? Are you planning ahead? Are you planning, the, are you just looking at the gym being like, well, I got to work with what I got, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm sure, that, to get
1: creative. <laughs>
0: and I'm sure nutrition's the same kind of way, right? But tell me fitness. Um, you, you walk into a hotel or maybe, or maybe, you know, you're leaving, right? You're like, oh gosh, okay. How do, how, how do you set yourself up for success here? What do you, what do you do?
1: Yeah. I think the, Biggest thing I learned from traveling so much with work, like I'm probably gone half of the month, is um, not letting being outside of my city change my priorities or my schedule. So a lot of people, and I get it. Like if you're a one week vacation in the Caribbean and you need to decompress, like do sure. it. Like this is not your, what we're talking yeah, about. Have your yeah, coladas, <laughs> Take a few days off of the gym. Um, but if I did that every time I left New York. it it would be too hard to bounce back like I my main goal is to move when I can and eat well when I can um, consistently so even if I'm in Las Vegas for a conference like that conference is usually nine to five Mm -hmm. which means I have either time before or after to go to a gym it might not be like an hour and a half or an hour, like sometimes I have 30 minutes before like a breakfast networking or something. Um, But I make sure that when I get my conference or client schedule that I schedule in my work calendar, a workout that day, or like every day that I can. And so even if it's like 6 to 6.30am or 7pm to 7.30, like something that it holds me accountable. So that if someone asked to schedule over it like it's still a priority sure Um, and then from there like I think a lot of people have this all or nothing approach of okay since I'm in a different city I can eat whatever I want I don't have my workout routine so I'm not going to work out and um, like I'm just out of routine so it doesn't matter versus okay I'm going to do what I can like here's 30 minutes this morning I'm going out to dinner with my coworkers, but Maybe one night I picked to eat a burger because everyone we went to a burger place. I have no option versus, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> versus um, another night I'm going to have a healthier meal because that aligns with my goals and priorities. Sure. And so I'm someone that it, it's, it's on you. Like you have the option to go to the gym and eat well. And you just have to realize like just because your environment changes doesn't mean your whole day-to-day schedule needs to change sure Um, I
0: love this that you that you set an intention and you followed through with it it's not something you're just doing off the cuff you're not thinking okay when I get there I guess I'll get the motivation right you're keeping your motivation alive I love that you've separated first off you've separated like uh you know vacation travel and work travel right and you mm -hmm. said work travel is still work it's still me it's not like I can stay in my routine. That's I. I I think it's harder for people. Let me ask: How often are you usually on the road?
1: So it differs by month, but like um, there was like one span November and December that I was literally. That was pretty recent. Yes, uh, I was literally home for ten days in a month. Oh my gosh! And even this month, I'm I'm gone for probably two weeks, and so like I I just can't afford to not stay on some type of routine. So, like, whether it is just wake up and work out every morning, regardless of where I am. Yeah. Um, I think for workouts, like, that pre-intention of blocking off your calendar. And as far as nutrition goes, um, obviously, I try to always pick a more nutritious option. But um, being prepared with snacks. Like, um, I've talked to you before about if I'm at a conference, they're catering breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And if, like, lunch is just brisket and dinner is pizza. Yeah. Like, I don't have much to work with. And then I'm if I'm really hungry at three and they're just giving cookies, like, your body's hungry and needs food. Like, I'd rather eat the cookie than starve myself. Sure. But um, that's why before any work trip, if I know a lot of things are out of my control, um, or even a long flight, like, I fly to Seattle a lot, and that's, like, six hours I'm not by a meal, mm-hmm. then I try to make a meal or figure out snacks that are more nutritious um, which you've given me a lot of good ideas about but like good like clean protein bars like dry roasted edamame dried fruit like there's so many options to fuel your body um, without just eating all the conference food or client food out there um,
0: That's if- And I always say, don't let your environment dictate your habits, right? right. You have, I think kind of with brisket and pizza, like you can kind of find different areas of the country that maybe – that's going to be more prominent. And so all of a sudden you're eating only like what they provide you exactly. or like you're mentioning cookies at like in the like middle afternoon because they think they're providing you with something that you want and who doesn't want a cookie? I mean, the majority of everyone listening is going to say, exactly. yeah, eat the cookie. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, how is that going to affect the way that you feel and eat throughout the rest of your work day? And then once you get to a meal, right, you're going to be overly hungry. That's why I always I always make sure I um, I ask people to implement my rule of three, right? Whenever you can, if you feel like you're not going to get that meal, right, make sure that you have a protein, a fiber, and a healthy fat on you, and you develop a meal out of that, right? right. You have to make sure that you sit down physically and mentally and say, this is my meal. And it's not going to be the most satisfying, but it's keeping you on track. And then when you go to your burger place with your co-workers eat that damn burger you know what I mean <laughs> right but it's balance. something where you're where you're not just like giving in to the first thing that's provided because someone else thinks that that's what you want or you should be having or maybe it's just the cheapest thing that they could have catered for you and they're trying to save money right. um, so yeah I think it's really great just to be prepared
1: totally I think um, th- that's the hardest part of traveling for me is just not having that control of your environment but it's really just learning how to come prepared so that you can you can do what like the bare minimum at least is sure. Like feel your body where you can and just move where you can. And I've even stayed at hotels without like a hotel gym and I'll just go on a run or do some push ups and sit ups in the room. <laughs> like oh, you just go, have yeah, to do okay. um like I, I think any movement's better than no movement, right?
0: Sure, I think it's something. Mean, really, you're just keeping yourself in a routine. I would argue that maybe you keeping yourself on the routine probably makes you a little bit of a better worker, right? Mm-hmm. Probably more efficient in this AI intelligence. Mike <laughs> whatever it was amazing, um, but yeah, I think that definitely uh, kind of supports a lot of what you want to be doing with work. I have a question about time zones. So you end up you end up going, uh, you know. Th- Three hours behind five hours ahead I don't I don't know do you end up traveling international as well
1: yeah sometimes but mostly I would say um, west Coast East Coast
0: got it okay so it's going to SeaTac. Three, and all yeah, like yeah okay. three,
1: three hours which okay. surprisingly it, it definitely takes a toll on your body like I, I always yeah. thought three hours was like oh that's nothing but um, it, when you wake up for a morning workout in Seattle or San Francisco it's like uh, well, I guess that would be the opposite. <laughs> um, when you come back, it can still and, take a yeah, toll on your body. Yes, yeah, so when you come back and you have to wake up in New York early, that's really difficult.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so handling um, the time zones, you it is a challenge. Um, but if you are waking up later, um, you know, is this is it something you think that changes your hunger, or does it change any of your workout at all? Or when you get back to New York from being Away for two weeks, uh, mm-hmm. do you do you have to refocus on one area of fitness or, nu- or nutrition?
1: Yeah, so i I always think that sleep and nutrition are priority um, for sure. me. So if I've been traveling um, and I get home late, like I'm not gonna sleep four hours just to wake up and work out. Like I always think that sleep is the best time to recover and reset sure. and if that means changing my workout to the evening or just taking a rest day like I I always with this amount of travel um, if anything I've learned that eating well sleeping well and taking more rest for your body is way more beneficial than just trying to work out six times a week no matter what which like I, I totally get some people have um, jobs that keep them till 1am and Um, they, they still want to get in workouts and I respect that. But at some point I think the, where your body is as far as just staying healthy with rest is extremely important.
0: Sure. Yeah. Do you ever get any pressure from work not to work out?
1: So I would say my work is super supportive. Like culturally they want people to be active. Good job Microsoft. (laughs) Yeah. Woo. Uh, shout out to them. But I mean definitely like I whenever I travel I have to work out in the morning cuz after work it's very much like happy hours and client dinners and um things that are quote unquote optional but like you should go kind of thing. Yeah. Um so unless I get it in the morning it's very difficult for me to get out of like a social outing when I'm traveling.
0: Okay. Got it. So, this is amazing stuff. I I even mentioned to you I think in a text one time that you that you should write a book or put together something like in terms of like guide. no <laughs> I, you, people people would eat that thing up because everyone there's a lot of people struggling with this and especially in New York I think we have a lot of business travelers right we have a lot of consultants we have a lot of people with offices just around the world and so they do struggle with this kind of thing um, from all aspects whether it is strictly you know uh, performance whether it's going to be body composition based whether it's just strictly weight loss or overall health a lot of what you've experienced and you've been able to develop is something that you should be sharing with the world and you are uh, what was your instagram handle again
1: <laughs> Refs with Rachel. it's very catchy
0: i want to make sure that it. nobody <laughs> nobody does not get it because all of you should really go check it out because it's such a it's such great stuff there um is there something that you feel like you would want to leave um kind of like a lasting mark um on does have to be fitness because i you know that's not like everything about you but if you were to kind of talk to talk to the industry and say hey this is something this is the mark i would like to leave and make sure that people understand what would that be
1: i think um what we were mentioning before and maybe it's just due to my personal journey and like where I see a lot of my friends are currently in that journey. Um, Like, I feel like the happiest and most confident I've ever been this like today, because I'm training to be a better athlete and I'm eating to be a better athlete. And I don't have pressure about what I'm eating. And I don't really care about how I look like, obviously, it's a great byproduct of working out. But it's such, like, a liberating feeling, and then um, with this Instagram even, like, I'm constantly getting DMs, mostly from women, and I'm sure men experience this too, about, like, um, what do I eat to lose weight, like, what do I need to do to work out and look a certain way, and um, am I eating too much of this, and I I always say, like, I'm not a nutritionist, don't ask me, Um, but, like, I just want people listening to understand that, like, it's very normal like you might see someone like me who's gone through the journey and i'm at the end of it of like oh they they seem confident and they're performance driven and i'm still focused on cardio and um like eating like a diet every day and it consumes me but i don't know how to get to that next like to get out of that little hole i guess um so i i just want people to understand like it it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of trial and error like i didn't figure out the nutrition portion even till like a few months ago and Mm -hmm. that um truly sitting down and writing some performance goals and writing Uh, goal setting yeah and writing like how you can then eat to obtain those performance goals and start just there and take a few steps towards that and like maybe eight, six months, a year down the road, you're like, wow, I really have shifted my mindset. Yeah. Like I'm no longer trapped to this um, like obsession of aesthetics and dieting and overtraining. But here I am just moving to um, move my body and fueling to feel good. And it, it's a really great place to end up. And um, I just want to help people get to that mentality and help them kind of go through that journey as well yeah so
0: yeah. that's great would you encourage people to reach out to you
1: absolutely Excellent. i love talking to people yeah. meeting new people so that's good and
0: uh i believe that handle is reps <laughs> underscore <laughs> with uh, underscore rachel reps say, with rachel yeah. it is catchy just you know you just want to say it because it makes you happy super catchy it is super catchy that was a that was a really good idea building it out <laughs> But guys, you know, thank you Rachel. Um I think that we got so much from this. I really appreciate you coming on. I really, you know what? It's not even you 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 took over Joe's seat.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm so we glad to ask have the you. the
1: audience who they enjoyed more. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yes, kidding, in the <laughs> comment section,
0: please let me know. Should we should we keep Joe or should we just should we bring on Rachel at this point? um but uh, thank you again for coming on we really appreciate it i think we'd love to have you on again maybe when joe is here um and maybe dive into some of the things that i know he would probably be dying to ask right now um so uh you know when he's back let's definitely have you back maybe when you're when you're back in the city i don't know you're everywhere my gosh yeah but definitely uh please check rachel out on instagram um and if guys if you feel like you are getting value from this podcast, from any episode, please leave us a comment, leave us a rating. We'd love to always know what we can bring to you in terms of the most helpful, the most informative uh, information out there. So um, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. And uh, Rachel, again, thank you for being on. Thanks for having me. All right, cool. Take care, guys.